we glorify you. We glorify you. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Worship you, Lord. Magnify our King today. You are worthy. by your precious blood. Therefore, we can come boldly before you this morning and give you praise and give you glory and give you honor. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless your name. For in the presence of the Lord, you'll find peace. In the presence of the Lord, you'll experience joy and times of refreshing from all your labor and toil. So draw near to the King. Every day, He longs for you to come before Him with all your being and lift your voice and sing praises, glory, and honor to the risen one. Praises, glory, and honor to God's Son. We worship you today. And we purpose to draw near in this house to you this morning. And you said, Father, if we draw near to you, you'll draw near to us. And so we thank you. Holy Spirit for the corporate anointing in this place the corporate anointing poured out as we seek his face oh Jesus nothing matters nothing matters more than you and worshiping you and being in your holy presence so speak to us today, Holy Spirit. Speak to the hearts that need answers. And bring that peace and refreshing to your people. And show us, Holy Spirit, the Father's ways. Teach us His paths. And lead us in His truth and teach us. We love you. We honor you. We glorify you. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Oh, we long to be in your presence. We, we cry out to you, Lord, for that corporate anointing to increase in the days ahead. We're so grateful and thankful, Lord, that we're redeemed by the blood of of Jesus and we stand before you the righteousness of God in Christ we stand before you without any sin consciousness but a righteousness consciousness and we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in you Jesus so we expect to hear from you today Holy Spirit and all God's people said amen Amen. I want to pray for those that are going off to college. I know there are a few. Amen. Caden's going to Bible school. Who else? If you're going back to... to Carly, why aren't you up here? <laughs> Any Peckard girls going to college? School? Nope. Okay. Extend your hands towards them. Father, we thank you for these young ones, Lord. We thank you, Lord, the good work that you've begun in them. You'll finish that good work. We thank you, Father. We declare and decree today their steps are ordered of you. Order their steps daily and let not iniquity have dominion over them. 
We thank you, Lord. Each one of them hears the voice of the Good Shepherd daily. And the voice of the stranger they'll not follow. Because, Lord, they tithe, the devourer is rebuked and they give. It's given back to them, pressed down, shaken together and running over. And because they're the seed of the righteous, they're blessed. Spiritually, physically, and financially. Help them, Holy Spirit, see the opportunities that you have ordained for them in the days ahead. Strengthen them in the inner man. And may they have a walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing you in every way, and bearing fruit in every good work. In the name of Jesus, we say be blessed. In Jesus' name, we loose that anointing today. We say be blessed. In the name of Jesus. Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. We say be blessed. In the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, be blessed. Amen. Thank you. devotionals are in. They're for a three-month period. This is for September, October, November. They're on the back counter where you come in. You can take as many as you would like because they're a great thing to hand out. They cost us $3. Um, You can put it in the offering. You can just, if you just want to take them, that's fine, whatever. The main thing is to get the Word of God in you and get the Word of God out to other people. So don't forget those. They're great. Also, I want to thank you for all of those that attended the school board meeting on Monday night. It was a victory. If nothing else, it helped us open our eyes that the battles of the Lord are not ours, and we've got some more work to do. If um, It should have opened our eyes, but we need to realize that we need to get better, and we need to get sharper, and we need to pray, because ultimately that's going to deal with what we're dealing with, but... Also, we've, um, we just need to be sharper to know and understand and be aware of what's going on out there and how to have the wisdom of God to deal with those things. So, so it's not over. I mean, it's, it was a good step. It was a victory, but there's still stuff going on in Lincoln and with the university, and so we need to continue to stand against that. Um, also, the last announcement is September 12th. Apostle Mike Keyes will be here morning and evening. Now he is, he walks in an apostolic ministry. He has a work in the Philippines. He's not been able to be there since all COVID started. The Philippines is crazier than here. Um, he's able, he has a, a team over there that, that he ministers to and that ministers to their people. He oversees a lot of pastors. So the work is still continuing so uh, we need to make sure he always has a word in season. Amen. And he's had a, um, so he will be here on the morning of the September 12th. And that evening, you do not want to miss that. If at all possible, mark that on your calendars. Um, I had been teaching on the Holy Spirit. And we kind of got on pause for a few weeks. So today I'm just going to give a real quick review and then we'll get that picked up in the next few weeks. When Jesus ascended to heaven, he then sent the Holy Spirit to indwell his people. And the initial evidence of that is the gift of speaking in tongues. You can read Acts chapter 2 and 3 and 4 on your own. But like I've said over and over, God does, he has a purpose for everything he does. He doesn't just do something to do something. And there are two primary functions of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. Number one is private edification. Number two is public exhortation. We have been 
standing, spending our time on private edification because that is really the number one prime purpose. The, the, the main thing is private edification. In 1 Corinthians 14.4, it talks about he who prays in an unknown tongue edifies himself. Edifies means building up. It's instruction or improvement, and we need the Holy Spirit like never before. If they've needed it in the past, we need it now. We need to be built up spiritually. In Romans chapter 8, verse 26, it talking about the Holy Spirit, referring to him as he, he helps us to pray effectively according to the will of God and when we don't know exactly how we should pray. So the Holy Spirit in our private lives is to build ourselves up spiritually, to help us pray effectively and for those things we don't know how to pray for exactly. In Romans 8:14, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So the Holy Spirit is there to lead us. And the more we spend time with him and the more we get to know him, the easier it is to follow him. God leads us, the devil and the flesh push us. And number four in Acts 1, verses 4 through 8, it's for power. Not power to punch people, not power to push people over, not power to be rude. But it's power is defined as the capacity and the ability, the authority, the might, the force, and the effective working to do what we've been called to do. So it's very important that um, the whole, you understand the purposes of the Holy Spirit. It's very, un, uh, like never before, we need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So with that, we'll pick that up in the next few weeks. Ushers uh, will receive this morning's tithes and offering. If you need an envelope, the ushers will get you one if you raise your hands. Make sure that if you want an accurate receipt at the end of the year for tax purposes, you fill out the envelope accurately. And we appreciate your faithfulness and your giving. Um, It's always wise when we have a minister like Mike Keys coming in, lay something up, lay up some offerings ahead of time so that you're prepared to give into every good work. such an expectancy in my spirit anymore even when I come to the office when I come to pray I'm expecting God and you need to expect God every time you come to especially for corporate worship this this morning I want to share with you two things and we're going to start a new series but the spirit of God spoke two things to me this week probably smoke more if I was listening, but I got these two. And I was sitting back there, and I've gotten so I just sit in the dark, because then I'm not distracted. Amen? You know how that is. And, and this is what the Spirit of God spoke to me. He says, remind yourself every morning when you wake up that you're a servant. Let me say that again so it doesn't go over your head. Remind yourself every morning you wake up that you're 
his servant. What's that mean? Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And, and I don't care, you know, whatever you do, whether you're a student, whether you have a job, you work in a factory, whatever, have that, that mindset and that, that heart's attitude that you're going to serve God. And you're, you're not to be served, you're to serve. And there's that spirit of servanthood on this church. It, it's always been here. But it's going to cre- increase in the days ahead that the desire to serve. Now, I realize that's, there's a gift of serving. And some people are motivated towards serving. I have a serving gift. And, uh, but it, you can serve. Serving, you know, do something, bless a neighbor, do something for your kids, your grandkids. But just have that mindset. Every morning you wake up, remind yourself that you're called to be a servant. Amen? Amen. Now, um, I want to, I then I'll share with you the other thing. And this is what is leading us into a whole new series. And I was sitting back there and this was Tuesday morning and towards the end of my prayer and I, I get still and, and I'd be quiet and I heard these three words, Christ in you. Christ in you. Everyone say it. Christ in you. So I really believe the Spirit of God wants us in the days ahead, we're going to talk about how to become more God inside minded. Say it. God inside minded. In other words, becoming sensitive to the fact. And sometimes people just let it go over their head and they don't take time to meditate on the fact that your creator lives in you. Your God lives in you. Your king, the spirit of Christ is in you. And so. In the weeks ahead, we're going to renew our mind to that. And it's, it's going to help us. Because we're not going to accomplish in, in this last great revival that we're going to experience in the years ahead. It's going to take people who know who they are. And if you don't know who you are in Christ Jesus, you will not accomplish anything for him And so this is something that we really need to focus on. So let me read this to you. I I wrote this down and and uh, and then we're going to look at some scriptures. And as I read this to you, I'm going to begin to going. I'm going to go into reading to you what the scripture says about you. The things we allow to dominate our thoughts. Will shape our future. The things we allow to dominate our thoughts will shape our future. Scripture says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. You and I must see ourselves through God's eyes. You and I must believe and confess what his word says about our position in Christ. Never judge yourself By your weaknesses. Never judge yourself by your weaknesses. Now listen to this. Your past is not the right measuring stick. Too many people. Now listen to this. This is good. Too many people overvalue what they are not. And undervalue what they really are. Let me say that again. Too many people overvalue what they are not and undervalue what they really are. Well, pastor, you don't know my past. You don't know the way I used to be. You don't realize I'm not educated. See, we can go on and on and on about who we used to be. 
And we need to go on and on and overemphasize in the days ahead who we are now in Christ Jesus. Too many people overvalue what they are not and undervalue what they really are. I'm going to say something to you young ones. Don't compare yourself to other people. You're going to get down to Rhema. You're going to see a lot of people. You're going to see some squirrels. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. You'll see some squirrely people. That doesn't mean you need to be get, become squirrely, Caden. You stay grounded in the Word of God. And we all come from different backgrounds. This, this church is, is really interesting because we all come from different backgrounds and <laughs> different decades. We realize the decade of the 70s was God's decade. No, it's my favorite decade because that's what I grew up in. But we're all different, different backgrounds and different cultures and, you know. But God is, is bringing us together. Just like I told you, I still see that my mama, when she cooked fried chicken, she'd take that chicken and put it in a sack of brown paper bag and shake it up. And that's where the church is at right now. We all come from different backgrounds, different denominations. It's not about a denomination. It's about Jesus. Well, my denomination, the church I used to, used to do it this way. I don't care. I don't care how your church used to do it. I don't care what denomination you came out of. It's not about Lutherans and Catholics and Baptists and Methodists, Episcopalians. It's about Jesus. One body, one church. We've all experienced different things. And my goodness, we all have different gifts. We all have different gifts, but everyone here is important. Everyone's vital. Well, you don't know, Pastor, I'm kind of quiet and reserved. Well, get around the loudmouth and you'll bring some... You'll help them. There's a balance in everything, folks. Now listen to these scriptures. I, in fact, do this with me. Just close your eyes. Remember, what, what are we starting a new series on? Christ in us. Becoming more God-inside-minded. Revelation chapter 1, verse 6. To him who loves us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. But you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who once were not a people, but are now the people of God. Who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. I have been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loves me and gave His life for me. For it is God which worketh within you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you might ask or think, according to the power that works within you. And if Christ is in you, 
The body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who dwells in you. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people." Amen. Now I could, there are all kinds of scriptures you can, but you know what? That's what we need to do every day. We need to get scriptures like this. If the devil's perched on your shoulder, reminding you of your past, your, you know, deficiencies or whatever, you need to remind the devil who you are. You need to get kind of sassy with the devil. And you do that with the sword of the Spirit. Now, I've been watching, I like to watch these people that die and went to heaven. I like to hear, it's interesting. And it's interesting how a lot of them tie together. And I listened to this one this week, and this man was an older gentleman, and I I don't remember all the details. But this, of all, the whole thing that I listened to, this is what got my attention. He got to heaven. And there was, he realized that was his guardian angel. And there were two other angels. And they bowed before him. Now, I've listened to a lot of them, and I've heard, you think, they what? They bowed, the angels bowed before this man. The angels long to look into the things of God. They're not, they're not human beings. They're spiritual creatures. But see, what, what that spoke to my heart was the Christ in us. We're sons and daughters of the Most High God. We're not Jesus. I'm not saying we're Jesus. But I'm saying we have a priestly, kingly anointing. We're kings and priests. I just read it to you. Then why do you put yourself down? I just don't have the education. I'm fat. I'm skinny. If I went by what these boys call me with my skinny butt, you got the skinniest butt. Well, I'd rather have a skinny butt than a fat butt. It doesn't bother me because I know who I am. Christ lives in me. I'm a king and a priest before the Most High God. Now, this is what makes religious devils upset. But I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, pastor, you can't be righteous. No, I can't. But because of the blood of Jesus, he was made sin who knew no sin, that I might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Righteousness, righteousness means, simply means I have right standing with God. I can come boldly before the throne of God. I come boldly before the throne of God. So you've got to start changing the way you think. Oh, I just need to be humble. That's a false humility. That's not even scriptural. You need to know who you are. If you don't know who you are, then how are you going to cast out a devil? Oh, I don't want to come to this church. I didn't realize that's what happened. Well... Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We need to know who we are, folks, in Christ Jesus. Amen? Look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 24. Colossians 1, verse 24. And this is the scripture. I knew when, when I received that, the Spirit of God spoke this to my my heart, Christ in you, I knew where this was. In Colossians chapter 1, I want to start with verse 24. Paul is talking about his suffering for serving Christ. 
He says, I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. The mystery. Everyone say mystery. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Which is what? Christ in you. Say it this way, Christ in me. Christ in me. Say it again. Christ in me, once more, Christ in me, the hope of glory, the hope of glory. So that that is this is what I want us all to, in the days ahead, the weeks ahead to get a hold of and begin to meditate on the on the fact that Christ is living in you. Don't don't let that go over your head. Meditate upon that. Christ, the servant's living in you. Say, Christ, the servant is living in me. And you're going to remind yourself, and I'm going to remind myself every morning when I wake up, that I'm called to be a servant. Amen? Now, for illustration, since March of this year, I've been working for an 84-year-old gentleman, his son's going to move him back east to, to be with them. He's, he's a widower, and, and he lives in a big house. And he and his wife years ago, especially her, they were uh, collectors of antiques. And uh, I started in the attic, and thank God I did when it was cold. And this, is, this house is unbelievable. I've uncovered thousands of dollars of antiques, dishes, jewelry, money, furniture. Many of these valuable items, now listen, because I want to drive home a point. Many of these valuable items were buried among ordinary household items. I was cleaning back behind the bar in the basement and I found a brand new toy from the 40s in in a brand new box. Never been used. I got it. I bought it. But many of these items that I found and uncovered, it's just like American Pickers, antique archaeology, were hidden in drawers, buried in boxes. The owner, now listen, the owner had forgotten what he possessed. The owner had forgotten what he'd possessed. Years and years and years went by. Not only it was his his wife, but it was his folks and her folks' stuff too. The owner had forgotten what he possessed. What was truly valuable and significant got misplaced through indifference and neglect. As believers, we can become so engrossed and distracted with the world and the affairs of life that we too can forget what is vital, and that is our relationship with Jesus. Our fellowship with Jesus around the Word of God every day. Look at James chapter 1. James chapter 1. You know this familiar passage of Scripture. Verse 21. James chapter 1, verse 21. It says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be what? Doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately what? 
he what? Forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and what? Continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. We can forget who we are. And pretty soon the devil's got you thinking like you did before Christ. Acting and talking like you did before Christ. I heard something, Kat Kerr, and I, I listened to her. You all know who, most of you know who she is. She's been taken to heaven many times. And, and I listened to this a day or two ago. And I'd heard this, but it really hit home with me. And the Bible talks about idle words. Say idle words. And she said God had, 14 years ago, God basically had initiated a new standard for leaders. And he was expecting leaders to be more careful with their words. Because he records them. And I got my attention because, you know, we all can jest, we all can talk, we all can cuss. And this, what, what hit home for me was not just you, the general people, the sheep, but the shepherds will re- stand before God someday. And a book will be open to the words that I spoke. Every word I spoke. Now, if that doesn't get your attention. Now, if you, how many of you know if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us. From, thank God for the blood. Because I began to think, oh, I better get that word under the blood. We have to watch the idle words. Well, I don't cuss. Well, you gossip. What's the difference? If you put down somebody in the body of Christ, another brother or sister, you're critical of them. You'll be judged for that. I'll be judged for that. Say, Pastor, enter in with a good note, would you? Don't be Debbie Downer. Look at Second Peter. And then I'll, I'll, I'll quit here. So I, I realized my words. He's watching my words. He's listening to my words. He's recording my words. Your words. Second Peter chapter. Oh, what chapter? One, I think. It's a, there's a warning here. And it says, verse 2, it says, Grace, peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God, of Jesus our Lord, as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these promises you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. But also, for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you'll be neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Huh. Forget, huh? Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you'll never stumble, for an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, this is the verse I want you to see. Verse 12. Peter says, for this reason, I will not be negligent to what? 
remind you of these things, though you know and are established in the present truth. Yes, I think it is right as long as I'm in this tent to stir you up by reminding you, knowing that shortly I must put off this tent, just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me. Peter did it. I could, for the sake of time, I won't say read Paul's, but both Paul and Peter talk about reminding the saints of being established in the present truth, being established in the Word of God. You, you and I can get away from knowing who we are. Peter warns against false teachers and false doctrine. And the believer combats this by knowing Jesus and knowing the Bible, which is the truth. Amen? So, I'm reminding you today. We started this morning stirring you up again to remind you who you are. Yes, I'm, I'm Michael Gardner. Yes, I have always been Michael Robert Gardner. But I'm also a son of the Most High God. I'm a king and a priest before God. And like I said, don't let the devil, don't let your flesh remind you who you you used to be. Amen? Christ in you. We started with that from Colossians. Christ in you. The hope of glory. The revealed mystery of God is Christ living in you, Christ living in me. The revealed mystery of God is Christ living in you. When Paul uses the expression in Christ, he's revealing to the believer. Are you a believer? He's revealing to you the new life he has now established in you through the relationship with Jesus Christ. He's no longer, you're no longer dominated by the flesh or the devil, but you and I are now led and prompted by the Spirit of God. You and I are now a citizen of a new kingdom. I'm going to close with this one scripture. Um, I'm going to read it to you from, I believe, uh, it's Moffat's translation, and it's Colossians chapter 2. So just listen to this. Since you have received the Christ, even Jesus the Lord. Now listen. Conduct yourselves in the consciousness of union with Him. I like that. Conduct yourselves in the consciousness of union with Him. Being firmly and rooted once for all and gradually forfeited by such union and made more and more steadfast by your faith. So I want you, stand up this morning, I want you to become more conscious. Say more conscious of your union with Jesus. Father, today we thank you for your presence. More than anything, Lord, we thank you for the truth. And we want to be established in these last days in your truth so we'll not be deceived or seduced by the enemy. Holy Spirit, quicken to everyone here this morning by revelation. Let wisdom, knowledge, and understanding come to each one of us today of who we are in Christ. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Say it. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Say it this way. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Holy Spirit, Open the eyes of our understanding to see who we are. Sons and daughters of the Most High God. Kings and priests. And you've given us authority over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. The greater one lives within us. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, let that greater one come forth from each one of these saints. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen.
Don't put yourself down anymore. Don't doubt God. Trust Him. Let Him develop your character. You don't know how hard it is. Just read about Jesus and Paul. They suffered a little harder than you and I. We're Americans. We're spoiled. Is there anyone here today you need prayer for your physical body? I believe the Bible states we can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. We're all whole and healthy. I already prayed for you. Go sit down. No, come on up. What? You got a cold. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, we curse any allergies, anything that would bring congestion. Father, we thank you for divine healing and health and strength. And as they travel, I thank you, Lord, your angels are encamped around them and the other students. Deliver them daily in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. I really had it in my spirit strong today, this word, this message. Please pray for me. Oh, You need to pray for your leadership. I don't like that worship leader. I don't like his hair. I'll pray for him then. You know, I prayed for my son. Look what happened. I'm going to miss that long hair. I, I got used to that. Amen. While you're blessed, go out and act like Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Thank you.